It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, some headlines cheer. The $1.2 trillion bipartisan spending package. Some jeer at that same spending package. And then you get to the $3.5 trillion package that was voted on at about 4 a.m. Washington, D.C. time. The bigger question is for us to get past the headlines of it all and look at what does this actually mean for Utah? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So let's think again when it comes to the infrastructure bills that have been passed by the Senate. Again, one with bipartisan support, one strictly across party lines, and really just the beginning of both. Uh, They both have bumpy roads ahead in the House of Representatives. Uh, But we also have to look at what does this actually mean for us here in the state of Utah, potentially? Representative Robert Spenlove, uh, the ultimate inside source, both in his role as a member of the Utah House, but also as uh, in his role as senior vice president at Zions Bank. And we're going to tab him on a little bit of both of those today. Robert, thanks for joining us. It's great to be with you, Boyd. So so what does all this mean? As you look at it, let's let's start with your uh, legislative hat on. Uh, What does this mean in terms of what comes into the state and how will the legislature approach uh, dealing with some of these funds that may come in from the infrastructure bills? Yeah, this, this is, you know, very historic. And you kind of have to break it up uh, into just like you did. There's the, the, the smaller, small, right, <laughs> 1.2 trillion. Just a trillion. <laughs> uh, bill, uh, and then the, the larger $3.5 trillion bill. Um, and, you know, we don't know a whole lot about exactly what's in the $3.5 trillion bill, uh, bill yet. But we are getting a better feel for the smaller $1.2 trillion. Um, it's uh, it, even even you know being the smaller one. It's the largest infrastructure bill uh, passed by Cong- uh, by well, if it, if it passes the House, uh, passed in a decade, um, and it was passed bipartisan. Uh, passed sixty nine to thirty. In fact, uh, uh, Pres- or Senator McConnell voted in favor of the bill. And so this really focuses on traditional infrastructure, uh, things like roads and bridges, water projects, airport funding. Broadband, uh, broadband access, uh, and so uh, when you how it Utah uh, those roads and those uh, physical infrastructure that you would traditionally think of uh, to put one little area in perspective. So just on roads and highways, uh, last session, last uh, legislative session, uh, the legislature passed the largest. Uh, road funding bill in state history at $1 billion. It was a, a huge lift and a, a big investment into infrastructure. This new bill alone will put another $3 billion into Utah roads and bridges. So it's going to be a huge impact. Mm-hmm. 
And, then, and as you look at that, um, how do you balance the, the the federal money coming in? Some of that, are, most of that, will be one time money versus ongoing money. Uh, how do you make sure that we're uh, not just doing something with the the quick fix, uh, but that we're also setting it up to be sustainable for the long haul? Yeah, so <clears throat> that's kind of the other side of the coin, and I'll just I'll, I'll put on my economist hat. One of the areas that with with both of these bills, one of the areas we need to be really careful about is the potential impact that this is going to have on our economy. Now, there's positive economic impact mm-hmm. from this spending. It'll grow uh, GDP. It'll provide more uh, uh, more employment. Um, but at the same time, we've got a lot of money in our country, and we've got a lot of money uh, in our state right now. And I do have a concern that injecting this much new money uh, could uh, cause our economy to, to overheat and to cause uh, inflation to go up. Oh, interesting. Uh, and so kind of staying on that that line, Robert, in terms of the, the inflation uh, potential, there and uh, and then of course you you look at kind of the back end in terms of uh, the national debt and and deficit spending and interest payment on all of that spending. Uh, how does how is that going to play in? Let's let's keep your economist hat on for a minute. Uh, what other concerns should we have in terms of the impact this might have on again kind of the the Utah model uh, and our current success? Yeah. So. When you think about this, you know, what, what is uh, the infrastructure bill? It's an infusion of cash into the economy. Uh, now, over the last year, uh, the federal government has spent $4.6 trillion uh, in pandemic spending. So, you know, just, has just pushed out this money. If you think about the different ways we've had this money pushed out, whether it's the direct payments or the unemployment insurance uh, benefits, or you know any of the, the the PPP loans, what that's done is that just pushed money out into the economy. Mm. And one of the things we're struggling, honestly, we're struggling to find ways to spend it. Uh, the the federal government continues, or directly the Federal Reserve Bank continues to create 120 billion dollars a month to this day. So they are every single month they're creating another 120 billion dollars. And as you create more money, as you push more money out into the economy, those existing dollars become less valuable because there's just so much of it. And that's what that's what we mean by inflation. So we just got a new uh, measure of inflation this morning. Inflation in Utah or in, in the U.S. is 5.4 percent. So prices are 5 percent higher than they were a year ago. Uh, but we're also seeing wage inflation. Wage inflation came in at 4 percent. So we're seeing these big increases. We want inflation to be around 2%. So we're twice the level where we want inflation to be. And meanwhile, we've got 10 million job openings wow. in the U.S. right now. Um, just think about that. There's 10 million you know, jobs looking for people. In Utah, the unemployment rate is 2.7%. So we just can't find employees. Uh, and so we're, so those wages are going up. And because wages are going up, prices are going up. And the fear is that uh, we're already uh, starting to feel like we're in an inflationary cycle. Now take all that and insert another four and a half trillion dollars into that. And that's where the real concern on the inflationary front is. Wow. And uh, for me, that always ends up uh, my biggest worry there is that it 
usually negatively impacts the the poor and the most vulnerable the most. Yeah, we're seeing that in housing. Yes, exactly. Well, great insight as always, Robert Spenlove. Appreciate you taking a little bit of time with us on a Wednesday. Uh, great insight uh, as always, both in his representative hat and in his economist hat. Uh, always grateful for his inside scoop and inside perspective. Uh, Robert, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, boys. So again, a lot to think about as it relates to the cash that is being pushed into the system uh, through these two infrastructure bills. Again, they both have a, a choppy, uncertain road ahead, but there are certainly some positives in there for the state of Utah. Mara Carbello is going to join us next to break down some of the, the good pieces there that could have a positive impact here on the state of Utah. Stay with us. Much more to come. Thank you again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.